and welcome to episode six of Fantasy Football Wives. I'm Anya. And I'm Sarah. We've got a great episode lined up for you guys. We've obviously got good week, bad week, but then we'll be chatting midfielders in part two, this big, chunky, fun and interesting part of the team. And then we've got a special guest all the way from Australia who is also a Spurs fan. So we'll be chatting to him later on uh, as he won his league last year. So we're going to ask him for his tip. But first, Anya, I think you might have something to tell people. Uh, does it involve the fact that I need to apologise on the record for actually mispronouncing a couple of names? Yeah, one that you um, were very, very certain you were right about. I know. I've, I mean, I need to eat a huge piece of humble pie because Will Rose, our guest last week, was absolutely right. And I was wrong. Did you hear that? Family, friends who know me, I was wrong. Um so, Asmir Begovic is pronounced Begovic at the end and not Begovic. Uh, although, in my defence, there's no line above the C when I've seen it written in, in, in the press. So, I was pronouncing it the way I thought it should be pronounced, but it's actually Begovic. And I'm also saying Kieran Trippier incorrectly. I can't even do it there. Kieran Trippier. So, what does that mean for your team name? Well, look, Motti has always said Trippier versus Trippier. So I'm just going to go with what Motti said. And uh, yeah, I need, I do kind of need it to work for my name. So I'm just going to keep saying Kieran Trippier for the rest of the season. <laughs> Maybe he's Trippier on our podcast. So um, I've apologised for something. What about you, Sarah? Are you going to apologise for anything? No, I don't have anything to apologise about. You're perfect. Your pronunciation was perfect, especially Gundogan. I, I held my hands up to it straight away, like Gundogan, which I now know, and I will be pronouncing correctly all season. What's funny is that we both got the pronunciation incorrect of players that are on teams that we support. <laughs> oh, dear. So shall we move on to Good Week, Bad Week? Okay. Welcome back to Good Week, Bad Week. So first up in this week's Good Week is somehow we missed this last week, but we didn't want to leave it out completely. Um, But in pre-season news, if you haven't heard, Everton had an excellent start and they beat ATB Erdening 22-0. And this isn't a fun fact. This actually took place last week. So I saw Kevin Morales scored five times and assisted two goals, which... I think I worked that out to something like 32 points in fantasy <laughs> football. Did you watch the video of it? We should paste it in the notes, but for the 20th goal, the goalkeeper um, actually walks away from the goal. He looks like he's given up, but apparently he actually thought it was, um, he saw the flag, uh, but it just looks like he's given up at 20 nil. I mean, fair enough. The goal every couple of minutes. Horrendous. Has he ever played football before? But aren't they like a fifth league Austrian team? Yeah, you have to ask why was Everton playing them anyway? Why was Everton playing them anyway? I don't know. Maybe someone will tell us. <laughs> All right, who else has it been a good week for? So, ironically, we had him in our bad week last episode, but he's now crept into good week. Um and good for him. Um, he was captain for Arsenal against PSG and he scored a goal. And we're talking about Mesut Ozil. 
Oh, I'm glad he had a good week. Was there anything else this week on his Germany team? No, no, I think Emery's just, he's just been so vocal about how he needs, how he thinks he's a great asset at Arsenal and he's just making sure that he forgets all of that and just gets on and, and delivers and does what he was bought for. Um, and the fact that, you know, he made him captain and there's rumours that he will probably captain Arsenal for the majority of the season uh, proves that. So, yeah, good for him. I just look forward to seeing him smiling for once. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold out for that, Sarah. Um, so, talking of midfielders, um, Shakiri, who's now at Liverpool, has, has had a great start, and he scored this incredible bicycle kick uh, when Liverpool played United. Did you see it? No, I haven't. But I'll look it up and I'll put it in the notes. But good start for him at Liverpool. Yeah, so Shakiri and and Ozil, we'll be talking to them a little bit later uh, with regards to midfielders that you might want to have in your team. But who has it not been a good week for? So bad week this week, just one. It's not been a great week for the Qatar World Cup. Um, and then obviously FIFA implicated in that. So the Sunday Times did an expose this week that the Qatar body had been working with um, PR firm and some ex-CIA agents, which makes it sound very under underhand, to sabotage the competitors, which were Australia and the US's campaigns to, to win the World Cup in 2022, which obviously there's been a lot of chat before about have they won it fairly, was it bribery, etc. So this is just another second story so yeah i know what's going to happen i mean fifa are in a tricky position they, they need to build trust in the organization so by taking it off qatar and giving it to another country could be seen as a stance put their foot down and change the way they're perceived and the way they view things on the other side if they did that they could really alienate a whole region obsess a lot of people they're in a bit of a tricky spot and I'm not sure what they're going to do but World Cup is also due to be in winter which messes up everyone's schedules yeah I was going to say that there's already been so much controversy in terms of the fact that initially when it was going to be played in the summer it'd be 50 degrees which is completely unreasonable um there's the fact that there have been nearly 1200 workers have died since the world cup was awarded to them um so, so you know there's just been so many bad vibes around this this world cup and yet fifa have continued saying no it's going to be there um you, you, this was a decision and, and we're going to stick with it and so i feel like this is just another hiccup along the way and that it will remain in Qatar and it, you know these events take such a long time to organize um yeah England could be ready but ultimately there's still four years to, to sort all of this out um and I, I think your point's right which is the Arab countries probably already feel isolated they don't have really any good teams um but they're huge sponsors, aren't they, for a lot of football teams? Um, and so, you know, about time that it, the World Cup came to their region. And that's all for this week's Good Week, Bad Week. So welcome back to Fancy Football Wives, Episode 6, Part 2. So in this section, we're going to talk a little bit about the transfers. Anna's going to give her top tips for midfielders for your fantasy football team. And then we have a guest coming on, Michael Dingle, to talk a little bit about his 
football story. So in transfers today, hot off the press, I can't pronounce his name, maybe Anya can. Mitrovic. <laughs> Mitrovic um, has just completed a move from Newcastle to Fulham. And also for Fulham, this week, Schürrle has moved to Fulham, who um, is a little bit of an older player who was a Germany World Cup 2014 winner. Um, and he's moved for two years to Fulham. And we've included this because I think it'd be interesting. One of my highest scoring players last year was Peter Crouch. Um, he always came on late, but he always scored. Um, and he was so cheap. And I just wondered what you thought, Anya, whether this, whether Schürrle could be a good cheap option on your team that might actually perform quite well. So I actually talk about two Fulham midfielders later on, and one of them is Schürrle. Um, yeah, so I'll pick up on this in a bit, but we're all basically trying to find that Pascal Gross of, of the season to come. So you did it with Crouchy. Other people did it with Brighton's Pascal Gross, who I think was 5 million. And there's actually, because he had such a good season, he's, uh, he's 7 million this um, this year. Um, but before I go into kind of budget midfielders, I thought I'd just kind of give a roundup of why midfielders are so important. And this is where you really, really need to invest. So if you're looking at stats from last year, seven of the 10 highest top scoring players were midfielders and they actually all came from City, Liverpool or Spurs. Well, and Mares, who was at Leicester, but he's now at City. Uh, so only kind of three, four teams that had these top scoring midfielders. How do they get points? Uh, well, they get two points for playing 60 minutes. They get an extra point if they've had a clean sheet. They get five points for a goal and then three points for an assist. And the conversation that we had last year, uh, last episode, I think still really remains current, which is what are you going to do? Are you going to buy Salah or are you not going to buy Salah? He scored a record high of 303 points last season. He scored 32 goals. He scored another goal yesterday in pre-season. And so he's valued at massive 13 million. Some people think that's too much money, but over 50% of fantasy football players so far have actually already got him. He's the most popular player to date. I've got him, but I was wondering whether you'd changed your mind and decided to get him into your team. Well, I have a question about that. And I thought about this a lot last season. So if 50% of players have got Salah, 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 <laughs> that just no. He means any points that he gets, and it was a bit like this with Aguero last year. That's almost the the base level, if you know what I mean, because you're not getting an advantage on fifty percent of the players that are playing fantasy. Well, you are versus the other fifty percent that haven't got him, unless the other fifty percent choose something smarter. But so I don't know what you do. I don't know whether you go with the masses, so you're not at a disadvantage, or you risk it and you do something. Clever. I don't know what that is. Will you tell me? I think you have to have Salah. I, I said this last, I said this a few episodes ago, I think you need to start your team with Salah and maybe Kane. Um, I have got Kane, but definitely with Salah. He's just, it's its too much of a miss. If you, if he has a great week uh, and 50% of, of, of fantasy football have got him and then say, you know, 20% of them captain him, 
you're suddenly talking you're 50, 50, 40 or 50 points behind. It's, it's then really hard to catch up. So I've not got him. I've taken him out of my team because I didn't feel like I could justify having him and Kevin De Bruyne. So I've got, well, I've got De Bruyne. So I've got Salah, De Bruyne and Kane on my team. And Mika Turan. Because I've got cheap defenders and two other cheaper strikers and two very average midfielders. Okay. You can do it, but as we discussed last week, it means you're then balancing out the rest of the squad. And and in my case, I'm really banking on Salah, Kane and De Bruyne performing. But as soon as one of them hasn't, say in five, six weeks, I'm not seeing the return. Great, I sell them and I've suddenly got a big chunk of money to buy someone who's probably lower priced and is and whose performance is up is on the up. Mm. Well, let's see. I think I'm going to without him for now mm, for now <laughs> so we talked we talked to Brian just now but actually there are some other great city midfielders um Sterling uh Sané and Mahrez um although Mahrez is potentially out uh for a couple of matches with an ankle injury although they're saying it's not serious um but I actually had Mahrez, heard the news, changed him, changed my entire team to get De Bruyne in. And now I'm like, oh, what was my team beforehand? But all of those players finished in the top 10 last uh, season. I think De Bruyne is probably your best pick. He created more chances than any other player and was second only to Salah for shots on target. OK, and my dad. Um, so other great midfielders from last season were Ericsson, Son and Ali. Um, they Ali actually finished top 11, 11th, but the other two were in the top 10. Uh, but we mentioned as well in a previous episode that Son is out on international duty in August and September, hopefully winning the Asian Cup so he avoids military service. Um, so it might be worth considering someone like Lamella, who didn't even play at the World Cup and is only 6.5 million. Then uh, I've actually got Mkhitaryan. God knows if that's correctly pronounced, um, in my team, who plays for my arch rivals, Arsenal. He's only 7 million, but over 21% of football fantasy managers have got, have snapped him up. Um, and he's, set, he's setting himself up to be quite a viable asset under the new manager, Emery. Uh, otherwise, we've just mentioned Ozil potentially making a point, finally, uh, that he he is uh, going to have a fantastic season after his goal against PSG, but I think it's a bit too risky at 8.5 million. Um, if you can't afford Salah, and I did mention this to you earlier today when you showed me your team, Shakiri could be worth it. I've added him in. You did? Yeah, I listened to you once. <laughs> so he's nearly half the price at 7.5 million. Uh, Everton, the team that I keep saying has got good fixtures. They've got Sigurdsson at seven and a half million or Walcott at six and a half, but he's often injured. Uh, but then, yeah, good tip uh, and how to fill out the rest of your midfielders once you spent like forty million on three of them um, is to look at new is to look at new promoted t- teams for better priced players who are sure to start each game, like Cessignon. Uh, or now Andre Schuler, um, who's only six million, or there's Diogo Jota, or Diogo Jota, or Diogo Jota, who uh, who's at Wolves. Uh, he's six and a half million, and he was last season's top scorer. 
Uh, other budget options, um, you probably have seen that Kante and Jorginho, or Jorginho, uh, are only 5 million, um, but they don't really have positions where they attack a lot. Uh, you're probably better spending that 5 million on someone like Aaron Lennon, um, who's at Burnley and also only costs 5 million. Kennedy, who's midfielder at Newcastle, also a potentially good option at 5 million. But Newcastle and Brighton don't have very easy starts to the season. So I'm going to stay clear of any players from those two teams. Um, and then I've got in my notes as a lull, or maybe it's the year of Jack Wilshire, who is at West Ham now. Unlikely. I think I actually had him on my team at the beginning of last season. <laughs> That's probably why he didn't do well. I think All down to him. One of the many reasons. This episode was brought to you by Furian Sport Management, the athlete management agency that puts the athletes first. This week, a shout out to Ambrose Curtis, a Maori all black and winger that will be playing in the forthcoming 2018-2019 season at Wasps. Thanks, Furian. Welcome back and welcome to our guest this week, who is Michael Dingle. Um, Dingle won my league last year, which is annoying because one, he's a Spurs fan and two, he's Australian. But welcome, Dingle. Hello. Hello all. Hello, Anya. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Dingle. It's nice to have a fellow Spurs fan on again. It was my dad yes. two weeks ago and now it's you. Good stuff. I think you should, you should, yeah. Definitely just load, load this podcast with Spurs fans. <laughs> Some good tips there. What tip was that? Well, Andre Schurler. Schurler. How, do you pronounce, how do you pronounce that one? Oh, my goodness. This is our favourite question. I'm actually half German. I should know this, but I don't. Schurler. Schurler. It's not Schurler. How do I even spell it? Let's have a look. Surely, but you know what? Surely. How how we pronounce or say names is is like a running joke now. Actually, in this podcast, yeah. we might action every week on it. <laughs> I think I think we should. Yeah, I think you probably could. Michael, how many points did you get in fantasy football last year? Two thousand one hundred twenty-eight. Oh man, I beat you by forty what? points. <laughs> oh no. That's why I wanted to know if I'd beaten Will Rose last week. Well, I beat Sarah by about 700 points, so... Whoa, 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 whoa. It wasn't <laughs> like 300. I mean, clearly, Dingle, you've got um, a lot of heritage in the north, um, in north London, being from Australia and half German. So how did you yeah, yeah. support him first? Uh, when, I, when I first came over here, uh, about 11 years ago, 12 years ago, I wanted to follow football but I didn't want to follow one of the big teams because everyone did that and I was living in Stoke Newington so I was living in North London to be fair but I didn't want to follow Arsenal yeah so I thought I'd pick a local team that that would look like it was going somewhere actually no I, I picked them because Berbatov was playing and I watched a game where he scored like a hat-trick against West Ham and I was like oh these guys are good and that was it and that was it and so start so started my decade of pain and and frustration <laughs> and also, you loved Jurgen Klinsmann, didn't you? I, I did, I did, yes. But I'd never realised he played for Spurs until <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> so what, what worked for you last year? What was your um, key choice? Will last week said it was choosing Salah at the beginning of the season. 
What was your key choice? Do you know what? I'm not 100% convinced he said Salah at the start of the season. I'm pretty sure he said get on Sadio Mane at the start of the season. Oh my God, he totally this Sal- did. This, this Salah tip is, is a little bit of folklore and only it only came halfway through the season. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, but my, my, mine was Salah, but I, I didn't have him from the start of the season. So, but what, so your tip was Salah, but you just didn't put it, you didn't go with your own tip? No, no, not my tip, my secret. And, yeah. and, and I had Aguero for a bit when he was banging them in. I, I don't really know. I just amassed some points. Right. So your, your key strategy for foot, fantasy football is kind of just go with it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, and do you know what I learned last year is not change your team that much. Yeah, a lot of people get this like fever once the weekends, um, weekend matches have, have finished and, and some random will have had two goals and an assist. And they're like, oh, right, well, we'll definitely bring him in. And it's like, exactly. that was his performance of the season. Everybody turns into like the tinker man, so much tinkering and this and that. And I, I think I didn't even use any, all of my substitutes. And I think it's just consistency. You also told me last season that I made a schoolboy error because I used my oh yes boost or something too early on in the season. Yeah, and you used it on a non-double week. Yeah, that's it. I used that's... a non-double week. Always yeah. use your chips on a double game yeah. week, and and ideally towards the end of the season. Yeah. Yes. The best addition last year was what's that? The something where you can change your whole team and it changes back. Like a mini wild card. Yeah, but they had they had the thing last year. What was it called? Yeah, the, the wild card. free hit. That was the free best hit. edition last year. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that week, actually. Yeah, I think it, you're right. It was, there was a week, I think there was like six teams playing. Yeah. And that's when and you, And that's when you used it so that you could just have players only from those six teams. Exactly. I remember I flooded my team as Spurs. I <laughs> they let you down. So I've got a discussion point for the pair of you. How long until Harry Kane breaks his goal drought that he has at the beginning of the season? What are we looking at? Six weeks, eight weeks? I think he's going to score against Fulham. I think he's going to score in the first match. Punchy. Now that I've said that, he probably won't even start. I think he'll probably won't score in August again because he's only coming back from training like next week, isn't he? To training oh, next week. Dingle, where's the faith? No, but my tip. Do you want to hear my Spurs tip? This Lucas. Mora. Yeah, here's my tip for Spurs at the start of the season. Ah, uh, potentially, especially with Son out. Yeah, yeah, and he's had a full Hearts pre season, no World Cup. That's a good tip. How much is he? Yeah. Seven million, maybe? Yeah, seven. Oh, that's quite punchy. Well, that's my end. Yeah, it, it'll probably fail mis- miserably now. So, Dingle, we like to play a little game with our guests. Um, you're going to be spared the pronunciation game that Will had last week. Good. And you can play the word association game. So, in this game, I'm going to say random words to you, and you have to say the first thing that comes up into your head. So, are you ready? Ronaldo. Pompous. <laughs> oh, I like it. Manchester United. Overrated. Kieran Trippier. <laughs> Trippier. <laughs> Good one. Jurgen Klopp. Teeth. <laughs> White Hart Lane. Home. Manchester City. Oil. Gareth Bale. Ah, oh, legend. Mm. 
So um, if you've listened to our episodes, Dingle, you'll hear that I yeah. always do a fun fact and I ask our guests and Sarah to guess the the answer. So I that you're Australian. I thought I'd do one with an, a link to Australia. Awesome. Tim Cahill. <laughs> well, no, because it's always a number. Ah. <laughs> so in the 2002 FIFA World Cup qualification, Australia beat American Samoa 31 nil. Whoa! Did you know that, Dingle? That was when we were in Oceania. I didn't know that was a score, but we used to play like lots of yeah, small nations like island nations. So Archie Thompson scored the most goals in that match. How many goals did he score? And FYI, this is the current world record for an international. Twenty-two. I'll go for seventeen. Sarah, you're closer, and this is the first time ever. In fun fact, it's lower. Oh. oh. No, it's not actually. It's not the first time ever. Uh, it's 13. 13. One guy scoring 13 goals. What was that for in fantasy points? Oh, my goodness. I don't know if he's a midfielder or a forward. Oh. <laughs> I think he was definitely a forward, but it, he could have been he was like a Mo Salah type forward, so he could have been in the midfielder bracket. Well, that changes everything. It's either, it's either four points or five points per goal. 13 goals. So 13 times four. <laughs> 52 points. Do you reckon he got a free bonus as well? Mm, yeah, I think so. Also, we don't have any assists he got. Um, Dingle, lovely to meet you. I look forward to beating you this year as well. Is it, I, there, there is a league, isn't there? You need to invite me to give us the, I think it's the show notes, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the show notes, but I'll, I'll just read it out as well so everyone has it. Pen and paper at the ready when you're or iPhone notes. <laughs> yeah. So to join our league, which everyone needs to do, our code is 117 212 24893. But it's <laughs> right. on our social media channel. So get building your team and join our league. And let's see if you could be Anya this year. You're a contender. Sounds good. So thanks, Dingle, for coming on and being our guest. We've really enjoyed having you. Um, and we'll check back with you in the season to see how you're doing and whether you're beating Annie or not. Um, so that's it for today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everyone that subscribed last week and rated us on iTunes. Uh, our, the podcast is also available on Stitcher and Spotify um, for all the non-Apple users. But keep um, tweeting us with your comments or on Instagram. We really enjoy it. Um, and we will be back next week with the t- Anya's tips for forward. Harry Kane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Dingle. Bye, guys.